Hey, Graphic Audio fans. This is Dwayne Beeman here with this week's Pick of the Week. My pick this week is the first book of our latest fantasy series, penned by one of the greatest fantasy writers of all time, Michael Moorcock's Quorum No. 1, The Knight of the Swords. Quorum Jalen Irse, or Quorum the Prince of the Scarlet Robe, is one of the Vadak, an ancient race. Long thought to be a primitive race and mostly ignored as a nuisance, the long-lived Vadak and the Nadrak have focused instead on pursuits of knowledge and nursing the long-suffering hatred between their two races. However, in the few hundred years since the last of their actual fighting, another race, the Mabdan, have evolved and turned the Nadrak into slaves without the Vadak even noticing. Quorum's father is getting old, and he has no news of their other family in years. Furthermore, he cannot see into the rest of the five planes, as all Vadak once normally did quite easily and naturally. So Coram goes to visit several castles where their Vadak kin live. When Coram reaches the first of his kinfolk's castles, he finds it raised to the ground. Horrified, he speeds to each castle, finding it destroyed by the Mabdan. Finally, he races home in an attempt to warn his family, but he is too late. Fueled by rage, Coram confronts Gladif Akrai, the Mabdan that murdered his family. The two fight, but being less experienced and very outnumbered, Coram is overpowered and taken prisoner. Gladif burns out Coram's eye and chops off his hand. However, Coram escapes death by traveling to another plane. Now, as the last of his species, a badly maimed Prince Coram must seek out supernatural help from the old gods in order to hunt down Gladif. However, his vengeance must wait as first he must find a way to steal the heart of the deity who is responsible for the Mabdan's rise. Will Prince Corrin be able to accomplish all this and achieve revenge for his family and race? You're gonna have to get the book to find out. The Chronicles of Corrin is a legendary fantasy series written by fantasy OG writer Michael Moorcock. Known as one of the founding fathers of the science fiction new wave movement in literature, Moorcock's writings have been considered to be more complex and multi-layered than most writings during that time, and that the concept and themes that he has introduced have popped up in all of his fantasy writings to date. In particular, the concept of the Eternal Champion, a hero chosen by fate to bring a cosmic balance of law and chaos in all the multi-universes Moorcock has created in his books. For the Quorum series, we gave it to director Nanette Savard to put the now-famous graphic audio interpretation on it, and she does a bang-up job in doing so with the aid of sound designer Patrick Stratton. The graphic audio bullpen does its job in bringing outstanding performances to this title, led by Chris Ginneba as Quorum, and supported by Tracy Oliveira, Nick DePinto, Todd Schofield, Evan Casey, and Scott McCormick, among others. This is a very enjoyable presentation that signifies what graphic audio is all about. So don't delay. Go and grab Quorum number one, The Knight of the Swords, today. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of Michael Moorcock's Quorum Number 1, The Knight of the Swords. Sir, we thought you were up on the battlements. Our orders were to- I know, soldier. Let me through. Open the gate! Quorum stood at last upon the causeway. At the other end, his chariot and horses led away. The body of the brown man kicked to one side stood Earl Glandeth a cry. And beside Glandeth a cry, holding his war axe for him, 
was the gawky figure of the youth, Rodnick. Glandeth reached out and tousled his page's hair and bared his teeth in a wolfish grin. He took the axe from the youth's hand and began to advance along the causeway. Both defenders and attackers watched tensely as the two approached each other and then in the middle stopped. About ten feet separated them. Coram saw that Glandeth had grown a little thinner, but the pale grey eyes still contained that strange unnatural glint and the face was just as red and unhealthy as the last time Coram had seen it. Glandeth held his war axe down in front of him, in his two hands, his helmeted head cocked to one side. Oh, by the dog, you have become hugely ugly, Varach. We make a fine pair then, Mabdin, for you have changed not at all. And you're hung all about with pretty shells, I see. Like some sea god's daughter going to be wed to her fishy husband. Well... You may become their nuptial feast when I throw your body into the sea! I weary of these heavy insults! Coram leapt forward and swung his great broadsword at Glandeth, who blocked the blow, staggering a little. He kept his axe in his right hand and drew his long knife, dropped to a crouch and aimed the axe at Coram's knees. Coram jumped high and the axe blade whistled under his feet. He stabbed out at Glandeth, and the blade scraped the Mabden's shoulder plate, but did not harm him. By the dog! Nonetheless, Glandeth tried the same trick again. Again, Coram jumped, and the axe missed him. Glandeth sprang back and brought the axe down on the crabshell shield, which did not shatter, though Coram's arm was numb from wrist to shoulder. He retaliated with an overarm blow, which Glandeth blocked. Coram kicked out at Glandeth's legs, hoping to knock him off balance. But the Mabden ran backwards several paces before standing his ground again. Coram advanced cautiously towards him. I'm tired of this. We have him now. Archers, shoot! And then Coram saw the charioteers who had moved quietly down to the forefront of the ranks and were aiming their bows at him. He raised his shield to protect himself against their arrows. Glandeth was running back down the causeway. I've been betrayed. There is still an hour before the tide comes in. It seems I'm going to die for nothing. Fire! Belden's archers had shot first. The Denledersi arrows rattled on Coram's shield and against his greaves. He felt something bite into his leg just above the knee, where he had scant protection. He looked down. It was an arrow. It had passed completely through his leg, and now half of it stuck out behind his knee. He tried to stumble backwards, but it was hard to run with the arrow in him. To pull it out with his only hand would mean he would have to drop his sword. He glanced towards the shore. As he had known they would, the first of the horsemen were beginning to cross. He began to drag himself back along the causeway for a few more yards. I will never reach the gates in time. Quickly, he knelt on his good leg, snapped off part of the arrow at the front, and drew the rest through his leg. He picked up his sword again and prepared to stand his ground. The warriors in the brass war masks were galloping along the causeway towards him, two abreast, their new swords in their hands. 
Thorn struck at the first rider, and his blow was a lucky one, for it hurled the man from his saddle. The first rider's partner had tried to strike at Coram, but missed and overshot. Coram swung himself up into the riderless pony's primitive saddle. For stirrups, there were just two leather loops hanging from the girth strap. Painfully, Coram managed to get his feet into the stirrups and blocked the sword blow from the returning rider. Another rider came up now, and his sword came down on Coram's shield. The causeway was so narrow there was little room for maneuver, and neither Coram nor the other two could use their swords effectively as they tried to control their half-panicked horses. As the rest of the masked riders approached, they were forced to rein in their beasts for fear of toppling off the causeway into the sea. This gave Beldan's archers the opportunity they required. More ponies went down than men, but it added further to the confusion. Slowly, Coram retreated down the causeway until he was almost at the gate. His shield arm was completely paralyzed and his sword arm aching dreadfully, but he still managed to continue defending himself against the riders. Retreat! Regroup, your sons of dogs! Evidently, Glandith's plans of attack had not been followed. At least that is something I have gained. Behind Coram, Beldan stood inside the gates with 50 archers poised to shoot. In, Coram, quickly! Understanding Beldan's intention, Coram flung himself from the back of the pony and bent double, running towards the gates as the first flight of arrows rushed over his head. Coram leaned against a pillar, exhausted, wounded, and aching. I failed in my intentions, Beldan. The tide's coming in, Coram. We succeeded. Beldan clapped Coram on the shoulder, which was enough to topple him to the flagstones. Coram saw Beldan's surprised expression, and for a moment he was amused by the situation before he passed out completely. If you enjoyed the clip of Quorum 1, The Knight of the Swords, you can purchase the title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. You can purchase the title in all available download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. It is also available in audio CD format, and you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back soon as I'll have another pick of the week for you. Until then, peace.